challenges to remember that God is all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. morning. Welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. We're so glad you have joined us today. We've got Leslie and Tracy and all of you listening in. And our theme for today is self-reflection. Self-reflection. I don't know why you thought of that as a theme. That it, when, I, when I read that earlier, I thought, that is so much been on my mind. So isn't that, isn't that interesting that how that worked out? Well, this is a perfect time to give a shout-out to our informal yes to Say Yes to Spirit think tank, <laughs> Carolyn and Carrie and Ginger, because a week ago we asked Carolyn, Carrie, and Ginger what they thought would be good topics for the show. And now we have all our shows for... June and July, um, all lined up, include beginning today, so the end of May and all of June and all of July, thanks to the brainstorming of Carolyn, Carrie, and Ginger. So th- this was their idea for a theme, and uh, so I take no credit for it. Well, there you go. That must be uh, that must be how it works, because that really is that's a lovely idea for the day. And um, I, I like the ref, the reflection questions that uh, is on the website that talks about would I see myself differently if I saw myself through the eyes of spirit. But we're supposed to do my most favorite thing and connect the dots, Tracy Brown, and for the life of me, I can't remember what we talked about last week. Last week we talked about priorities. Oh, see, that must be why the life for me, I can't remember because... <laughs> I don't do priorities very well. Oh, so priorities and self-reflection. Huh. Connect the dots between the two of those. Perhaps um, if my self-reflection was more spirit-based, then it would, my priorities might fall in line a little bit easier. That's what I'm thinking of how I'm going to connect those dots, that my priorities would just fall into line if I was reflecting if I was reflecting from the truth of who I am. Well, without going back into last week's topic, what strikes me about that is our priorities always reflect our self-perception and our self-reflection and all of that. And so it's not that our our priorities always fall perfectly into place, depending on what we define. Priorities don't, yeah. So as you were saying that, I was thinking, well, that's really interesting, but we're not going to revisit priorities. We're going to focus instead on (laughs) how we see ourselves, what we think about ourselves, and 
<clears throat> how that shows up. You know what's interesting about that is is I think for now for two weeks in a row you've done a better connect the dots than I have, which I'm a little bitter about. But you know I'm okay with. Well, oh, as our regular listeners know, there is no confusion. You are the one who is the expert at connect the dots. You are the one who loves connect the dots, and that is why we do it in every show. But I can predict with a high level of confidence that over the next eight weeks, you will more than redeem yourself. (laughs) Well, there's something to live for then, so that's very good. Uh, But you did an excellent job of connecting the dots there, and I guess we will take a break, and then we will come back and talk about self-reflection and saying yes to spirit. Perfect. Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. Actually, encouraging me on my spiritual path at the end of the day <laughs> is all about me and my spiritual path. So self-reflection, Tracy Brown. Tracy Brown, has your self-reflection, does it change day to day, minute to minute, or are you, are you able to maintain it, you know, hour to hour? Month by month. Month by month. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's start with what are we talking about with self-reflection. And that title came from a comment when our informal think tank was talking about what do you see when you see yourself in the mirror and who do you see and who do you think you are. Um, And that morphed a little bit into... You know, reflection, obviously a mirror is a reflection of you, and your life is a reflection, is an outward reflection of what you really believe. So um, so that's kind of how the theme came about. And so in one way, yeah, my self-reflection changes every minute because every time I'm thinking about myself or what I'm going to do next, you know, I'm not thinking necessarily about what I was thinking an hour ago. But does the value I place on myself, my, you know, my summary of who I am doesn't change much. So so that's interesting that the genesis of it was, you know, actual physical in the mirror reflection. Yes. Because 
I've actually had the experience where I could, you know, look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, who is that? You know, I don't relate to the physical presence of mm-hmm. who I reflecting back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, spiritual reflection, it's kind of an inside-out reflection. Like if I'm living in the truth of God expressing, that would be an inside-out reflection. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it and it shows in always physical from your body or your hair or your you know, what you're wearing to your overall behavior, the choices you make, where you go, what you do, who you hang out with, that kind of stuff. So I mean so it, you know, we could actually probably have done this theme for a month. You know, and and every week taken it's looked at it from a different angle. You know, I um, for a number of years I did um, some selling of healthcare. I'd have to go out and promote and sell the company that I was working with, whether it be hospice or um, some of the psych hospitals. That was kind of part of the director's job was to keep that full. Mm-hmm. I can remember going out and and having to you know meet people that I didn't know, do cold calling, go into a very an environment that was very you know resistant to begin with. I was very aware, and I used to play little games in terms of thinking you know uh, you know they want those positive self thoughts and going in with that kind of energetic you know what I have is important what they what they need I have I'm a worthwhile person and I would get a very different reaction than if I went in and said you know this is terrible they're going to hate me I'm the fifth person they've seen today this is just embarrassing I can't believe I do this for a living you know <laughs> that and I would have the same clothes I would have the same physical presence but I did, after a while, you know, I kind of played a game with it, and it would absolutely shift how they saw me with what I was projecting energetically out. And so that was a really very concrete example to me that that really my reflection of who people see me as has like 99%, 9% with how I see myself. Yes versus what I'm dressed like or how much I weigh or, you know, literally what I look like, people respond to that energetic that's coming out from me. And that's really very interesting, you know, when you think in the big picture of things, um, you know, on so many levels, because it does, it does matter what we think and what we believe about ourselves. So that's, I think you're right. That's a great example of how it shows up. And I can think of times when, you know, I'm feeling badly or not feeling happy with myself, and I can think of how, you know, nobody's reaching out or nobody's making eye contact or nobody's, you know, talking to me. Well, when I look back, it's because I've withdrawn. And then I Mm -hmm. just reiterate the reaction I'm getting from people that I'm creating. I'm using that as fuel to being more withdrawn. (laughs) 
those bastards. Look at them. See, they're not even being friendly. They're supposed to be friendly. They're supposed to be spiritual. And look at them. Look at them just letting me sit over here all by myself in my sad little self. And I think this part would maybe Isn't it amazing how it's all connected? Uh-huh. Or I was going to say it's amazing, but maybe it's scary how it's all connected. Well, it certainly is something to be aware of if I can, you know, look around and what 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 am I getting from the people in my life and, mm-hmm. you know, how is that a reflection of what I'm giving, you know, what that old affirmation, if you want to be best friend, be a best friend kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, so where does this self-reflection come from? Oh, or do you self, well, that's self-perception. Our self-perception is the outcome of the reflection that we see in the mirror or the reflection when I'm talking to myself, what, what I'm telling myself. So to say that again in a different way, so your self-perception comes from your self-talk or your self-reflection comes from your perception. The perception is the end result of how I perceive myself. So my perception is the end result of how I reflect on what I I see or what I know about myself. So I think the the pattern of self-reflection, me looking in the mirror and giving myself feedback about that, the pattern that gets created over time is what results, the outcome of that pattern is my self-perception. And it may be that they're exactly one and the same thing and we don't need to separate them. No, I think they are a little different. And I think that's But I want to make sure I'm understanding. So you're saying your self-perception, because I think it's a subtle difference when I was talking about going in, in into those environments, my physical self didn't change but the reaction I got was so different and and we would say that that was based on my self-perception right? Yes. So that's what we're okay so the self-perception then actually becomes more powerful or, or becomes the indicator of the self reflection. Yeah, I think they feed each other, but I think our reflections, you know, our daily reflection, our daily reflection, our daily reflection, our minute-by-minute reflection on who we tell, you know, who I say I am, who I believe I am, builds together, and now that's what I perceive about myself, whether it's true or not. So I think the the perception is built from our pattern of what we think and what we see and what we say, especially about ourselves, as we reflect on every minute of every day. And then once we have, once that's built up into a story, the story becomes our perception about ourselves. Like the reflection is every sentence in the in the chapter, but the chapter is the perception if that makes any sense. 
Almost. <laughs> that the reflections add up. The, the reflections are the individual tiny elements of the perception. Of the perception. The reflections so, add up. So we wouldn't have, would there be an opportunity to have a self-perception of spirit expressing and be that kind of be the the baseline or the, you know, the, 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 the river that everything else comes from? Or I guess, you know, I guess the question is, is there something that exists that is always there and it's, sort of my awareness or my awakenedness to it? Is there a core perception? Well, core I don't... I see that as just... That, that's your essence. That's okay. not subject to perception or reflection. That's your spiritual essence. That's, you know, who you are, whether you realize it or recognize it or honor it or not. So my perception is completely, um, it ebbs and flows. It's not, it's not some core essence. Okay, that makes sense to me. It, well, when we're talking about self-perception, because that implies a human interpretation. The for word me. self. <laughs> well, no, just perception. perception. Even perception. perception. It implies a human interpretation. It's my perception that that's what's going on. What I know for a fact, what I know as a spiritual fact, is that at my essence, I am perfect, I am good, I am wonderful, I am whole, and that anything that's not in alignment with that, you know, it's created, it's humanly created. I know that. That's the essence. It's not a perception. It's not up for interpretation. Right. Okay. I see you say yes. And I would agree. And, again, we would always say, you know, in the workplace, the customer, the patient, whoever, their perception was their reality. Correct. So, but but it but it didn't necessarily mean it was the reality. <laughs> but... Right, but you had to interact with them based right. on that is what they truly believe, and and that's what our perception does. That's what we truly believe about ourselves, whether it is the essential nature of us or the spiritual truth of us or not. It's our perception. Now, if they were, if my perception is in alignment with the spiritual truth, which I guess is the whole idea of the show saying yes to spirit, Yes. when my perception is in complete alignment with the spiritual truth and essential nature of who I am, my life flows much more smoothly and all of that. Yes, and so I guess that's what I was kind of going back to does, you know, um, would would that be an, would that be something that's always there just based on how awake I am to it? But I think you're right. It's more of has to do with the flow. If my perception is align, in alignment with what is already there, the truth of who I am, then the flow is different. But it doesn't necessarily, you know, it, it, the flow could create the perception, but the perception never, never. Um, 
the perception doesn't change the essence, but it can make me forget the essence of who I am. Right. I can act differently. I can act in ways that are not in alignment with the spiritual essence of of who I am. Right, 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 right. Okay, so where do we go from there? (laughs) (laughs) We went from having you know a day, right, right, right. What are the? So you originally asked me, does my perception change from minute to minute? Yes. And so now. I mean, my answer really is the same. That yeah, I I don't think I think my focus, what I'm focusing on, as it changes, I I'm always given the opportunity to, you know, kind of see what my perception is about myself in that situation or in that um, environment or in that relationship. Um, so does it become like an indicator or it becomes a it, it can give you information if you're open to it I, that's interesting to think about hmm. or is your perception um hmm. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, your perception drives then what you believe about yourself, or what, or reflects what you believe about yourself, and drives your your actions. So, so simple example. So this morning, I I'm looking in the mirror to use how this all started in the first place. I look in the mirror as I'm trying to decide what to wear to a wedding. And, you know, it's kind of like that physical representation of the process. I put on a dress, I look in the mirror, and I go, okay, do I like the way, what's the story that when I look in the mirror and see myself in dress A, and, you know, the shoes that go with that, and then my perception is, oh, that looks nice, or, oh, yeah, that, that you know, that looks like something I would wear to a wedding. And then I put on dress B and go, oh, that doesn't look nice at all. Look at how much weight you've gained since last year. And um, besides, your shoe, and your shoes don't really match. I mean, black goes with everything, but that dress has so, so many colors. You'd be better if you had a different dress you know, blah, 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 or you had different shoes. And so, you know, you want to look all together. And when you look in the mirror, you don't look all together, all put together well. So to wear dress A instead of dress B. You know, it's like I think that's a good representation of the process, except it's not always, you know, most of our day. We're not doing that around choosing dress between dress A and dress B. We're doing it around what do I say at this meeting? Or 
how do I feel, you know, if I'm going to go to the center of spiritual living today um, and I'm going to meet new people. You know, it starts showing up in all these other ways, but ultimately what we're doing is the same thing. How do I believe I should look? What do I believe I should say? What do I perceive about myself? Am I going to fit in here? Yeah, like you said before, what's the story? Because the story is, is creates the perception. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I think the story reflects the perception. The story doesn't create the perception. We make up the story based on... The story reflects what we perceive. Or am I not following you? No, no, no. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think what I really think. The story reflects the perception. The, so the story percep- doesn't come first. The perception comes first. So what creates the perception? If it's not a story. What creates the perception is all the all the reflections, what we believe of, what we believe about ourselves. And I believe this and I believe this and I believe this, so I perceive I'm good. Or I believe A, B, C, and D when I look in the mirror or when I reflect on in my mind about myself. Those all add up. Those are individual sentences. And those so sentences add up to create a chapter, which is our perception about ourselves. And based on our perception about ourselves, we weave a story. Now, it could be that perception, if it feels better for you, perception and story could be the same thing. They could be equal. They could be synonyms. Our perception about ourselves is the story that we make up based on all of our beliefs. You see, I was thinking that the story creates the perception. Because I was telling myself the story about what I, you know, felt before I walked into those places. And then it was creating the perception that I reflected. Oh, man, this kind of gets kind of boggled, doesn't it? It probably doesn't matter. But the thing I have control over, the thing that I have the ability to shift is, I think, both and. I have an ability to shift my story and my perception, don't I? Oh, aren't they both within my... Well, absolutely, because we choose what we believe. Right, right, right. We choose what we believe. And the belief is what we do, what we are saying in our self-reflection, which actually is a theme, even though we're talking more about perception. The theme is today is self-reflection. And when I look in the mirror or when I am driving from, you know, point A to point B, what's my self-talk? What what am I, you know, what do I think about myself? You know, not so much self-esteem, but my, my reflection, you know, what do I see and what do I say to myself about myself? And it's funny, when you just used the word self-reflection, I thought of it in a totally different light in terms of kind of what you're saying there at the end. Uh, 
oh, how did I handle today? Let's reflect back on my day. You know, what did I do well? What did I not do well? Kind of the 12-step idea of taking some, you know, a bit of a daily inventory and reflecting back, having a self-reflection of my attitude, my reactions, my responses. That's kind of a whole different level of self-reflection. Yeah, and for me, I think it's, again, I think it's the exact same process. I, I think yeah. that's, it, it is, is what do I say to myself? What do I think about myself? What do I tell myself about myself? Is the process of self-reflection. And if I pay attention to my self-reflection, then I'm able to see what I really think about who I am and what's possible for me, and what's good about me or what's not good about me. And then I can frame it within the question of saying, how does saying yes to spirit show up in my self-reflection? And, and we would say, we, Tracy Brown and I, the knower of all things, would say that if if I'm saying yes to spirit, that my self-reflection slash perception would be authentic, would be, would be more likely to be authentic if I'm making a conscious choice to say yes to spirit. I think it's authentic no matter what. <laughs> so it's authentic no matter what. Huh. Because it's it's representing what I think of myself and I'm being authentic. Even if you're not saying yes to spirit and you're, you know, stepping on small wildflowers. It's authentic because that's how I see myself. <laughs> and I mean, you know, and I'm showing up in the world authentically matched to who I believe I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, I, I think I've probably come out on this radio show before, but as a gay woman in the in the 2012 world, um, one of my big things about society embracing homosexuality is I always say, you know, pretty much if all the gay people came out, they would not be a person that wouldn't love someone that's gay because mm-hmm. there's somebody in all of our circles that is gay, but we, as gay people, come out at different stages at different times at different levels. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of friends who are very closeted in their workspace. And then I just spoke with a friend uh, yesterday that's closeted pretty much in every space except for two or three of her friends, but even many of her friends, certainly none of her work, none of her family, and she's been in a relationship for like nine years. And Mm -hmm. so there's a disconnect between who she sees herself as in, you know, 89% of her life, she has to reflect this single person who for whatever reason hasn't gotten married, which I think is just sad. I'm always like, I think people would prefer to know you're gay. You just seem lonely inside. This one, <laughs> he seems happier. <laughs> but, you know, 
it, it, to have to reflect this part of yourself that's not even true, you see, I think that's so hard, you know, living that or projecting, a per, you know, giving a a perception to the world that's, that you know cognitively is not true. That seems yep. like a But for me, the reason that I would still say she's completely authentic is because what she believes about herself is that she would not be safe or accepted if people in her at work, for example, knew she was gay. And so she is choosing, that's what she believes about herself, that either she wouldn't be safe or she wouldn't be comfortable or, you know, she wouldn't be able. And so she is being completely authentic by choosing to be in the closet because that is truly her self-perception. Now, it's not in alignment with her spiritual truth, but she is being authentic to her self-perception. If her self-perception is, I can be in a relationship with another woman and keep my private life or my sexual life completely separate, you know, I'm. she's making that choice and... And she's being authentic. So I think I was reacting to the word authentic, but I would agree with you that, um, you know, if I, there's no part of saying yes to spirit that would say it would be necessary for you to hide a core part of who you are. And that's the right. spiritual essence. That's the spiritual truth. But if I don't believe that, then I it's could be perfectly real. fine. <laughs> right. 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 And that's interesting that you use the term authentic because it's an alignment. So she's in alignment with her own belief system, which causes her to be authentic. Because because there's a part of me that says if if it if she's not in alignment with the spiritual truth of who she is, then you know if I'm not in alignment with the spiritual truth of who I am, then I'm not being authentic. I think I used that word, but I think you're probably right that if my perception is such that I'm being authentic, I'm being congruent. Maybe I should, maybe I think of it more in terms of being congruent. Somehow I connect the word authentic to being that that core sense of God expressing, but yeah, it's it's congruent my perception, regardless of what it is. If it's not the truth of who I am, it is. I guess I guess that's true, though. I am authentically. Well, well, here's what I think it is. Just because you know, I we talk every week, right? <laughs> So the pattern that I see is that, um, you know, the there's a judgment. So if I step, if 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 you were to step away from your judgment about how this person should be. You know, if they were not should in terms of like your individual standards, but if they were in a, if they were saying yes to spirit, if they were in alignment with spirit, then they would 
be out in everything they did everywhere they go. And, like, uh, clearly there are millions of people, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in the United States who don't share that belief. Right. And they're wrong. Is that what you would say next? No, so since they don't share that belief, they're in perfect perfect alignment based on their belief, which is they need to be in the closet in certain parts of their life. Right, right, right. I see. So that's where, yes, so so my uh, my subtle judgment keeps me from seeing it as authentic. Yes. Yes. Whereas I yes. see them being totally authentic <laughs> to who they are, even though they don't, uh, they are not living the life the way I would choose to live mine. <laughs> but that's just a little sidebar. A little spiritual. That's good, that's good. So if, but if I'm living in a in a in a say yes to spirit mindset, it says would you on the on the question would your self perception be different if you could see yourself through the eyes of spirit? Now that's now that's a different question. See, I had jumped ahead thinking I knew the question, but would your self perception be different if you could see yourself through the eyes of spirit? So that's taking that whole concept of expressing the truth of who I am differently in terms of, okay, now what if? What if I really take my mind and put it in a place of being spirit, which it already is, but I don't necessarily am not always awakened to that or aware of that. But if I shift it and I put myself in a position of seeing through spirit, how does my self-perception change? Mm-hmm. I would imagine that it would change some days in a great deal if I'm having a negative day or difficult day or a difficult moment. That would be a that perhaps could be a spiritual practice or a tool to help realign me. Give me an example. Well, if I'm um I thought about this when you were talking about trying on your dress. I went a couple of weeks ago. You know, you can sign up on these websites to get called to do surveys, and you can get paid like fifty bucks to go and talk about Rice Krispies for an hour, right? Right. And uh, so I did one of those a couple of weeks ago, and it, they ushered us into this room, and the room was four walls of mirrors. It was all mirrors. There's no wall. I was like, oh, my God. And I have no full-length mirror in my house. I can go quite a bit of time without. I have very short hair. I don't look. I don't have any curiosity. And so there I am. I mean, there's nowhere to look. And so I'm obsessed because then I'm like, oh, my God, I am, I've gained, like, five people. I'm I'm huge, right? And I am, And all I can do for the hour and a half is, stare at myself. I'm just like obsessed with this weight that I've gained. And I can't focus on their little iPod things because I'm focusing on the weight that I've gained. And I had to continuously kind of draw my mind back to, you know, Leslie, that doesn't change the essence of who you are. You know, this is this is, this is a body thing. So I was kind of, you know, 
through my mental talk, you know, bringing myself back to the essence of who I am and not allowing myself to go down too far that rabbit trail of, oh, I just should go and never leave my house again. (laughs) And I actually said to my friend Jennifer that I go into the jail with quite a bit. The next day I said, how could you let this happen? Why did you not speak to this? Did you not notice this was happening? Do you not see? (laughs) I was like, you're accountable as my friend. And, you know, she gave a very classic answer. I thought she said, well, I'm with you every day, so I guess I just really just kind of grew with you. I'm like, that's the wrong answer. That's the wrong answer. Somebody has got to be responsible. It's a very cute answer, but yes. So uh, so I guess that's if I saw myself through the eyes of spirit, spirit certainly doesn't see fat or body size or body type or disability. Well, spirit or, has no, right, has no story about, has, oh, no, right. has no judgment about the size of your body or the shape of uh, your body. It's not that spirit doesn't see it quote-unquote, is that spirit has no negative judgment attached to it. Did our think tank come up with the theme of judgment? It seems like I need to talk about judgment. <laughs> you know, that would be interesting to see if we we have to have done a show in, in a year and a half or a year and three months. We have to have done at least one show on judgment. Two years and three months, yeah. Uh, yeah, two years and three months. Yeah, I would think we've done one on judgment. I don't remember it. But, yeah, that does seem to be a bit of a theme for me, doesn't it? So, yes, so you're right. Spirit doesn't have a story, doesn't judge it. It simply is flat. No part of my body is flat, but it's flat, yes. Spirit knows that no matter what the size or shape or color or anything, condition of your physical body, that you are made in its spiritual image. And so, yeah, so we have judgment about that, and our thing is choosing to take care of that body in a way that extends the physical presence, because that's the only thing with the physical body. It affects our physical action and interaction. Right, right. True that. True that. But it, 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 it was an opportunity for me to try to shift my thinking to out of my judgment into my spirit thinking. And I wonder if that's always the case. If I'm looking, you know, if you could see yourself through the eyes of spirit, would 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 it be as simple to say I'm either seeing my eye in myself through the eyes of spirit? Or I'm seeing myself through the eyes of some judgment on some level, even if it's, you know, is is my story always a story that includes judging? Probably. And I'm using me as universal me, not just me, but, you know, the essence of all of us <laughs> having separate Tracy Brown, who doesn't judge. What if we thought about it from the perspective of wearing bifocals? Oh. And, I mean, like, the old-style bifocals where there actually was, well, both. The old-style bifocals where there was a line of demarcation where you had to 
kind of angle your view up a little bit or down a little bit to be looking through one or the other. But even now that there's no clear line, there's still, you know, the place where in the lenses or even in the contact lens, you know, where you shift your eye a little bit to get the closer or the further view. Right. I like it. Too bad that's too long for a bumper sticker, but I love it. Well, and so one view is the view through spirit's eyes, and the other is the view through human perception. And then, yeah, the question is, how does my, how would my reflection my belief about myself be different? How is it different depending on which lens I am looking through? And does the human lens, does the human story always have an element of judgment? I'm now going on the judgment. I think we should talk about judgment the rest of the time we have. But anyway, do you think it always has a sense of judgment about it? Well, I don't know about judgment as much as choice or um, the human view, okay, I'll agree with you. The human view has 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 will, has, has free choice about what it, you know, has choice about what it chooses to believe about what it is seeing, whereas the spiritual lens always and only see the good. And the human view has the option. And and so I, I would say judgment because it's a judgment to choose good just like it's a judgment to choose bad. Oh, so you're saying the human does have the choice, could, 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 Given the choice at looking through my human eye, I can choose to see the good in whatever is happening. Or I can choose to see the bad related to whatever is happening. I have that choice when I look through the human eye. That's really interesting because I guess on some level I thought if I was looking through you know, seeing the truth of what it was that I was looking through spirit. But you're suggesting that I could see the truth of what it is through the human side of the lens as well. Otherwise, you'd have to be dead in order to choose God. See, that's what you people keep telling me. (laughs) I have to live in this human state. Yes. So, um... So if my bifocals, if I'm looking through my spiritual side, then my perception would be, you know, authentic. It would be, well, authentic, I can say it goes to both places. <laughs> it would be in line. perception would be automatically uh, screening and viewing through the assumption of, the assumption of, of good. Um, but there can't be anything else. There's no bad to see because from the spiritual end, there is no duality. 
There is no, yeah. In the spiritual lens, there is no duality. It's only on the human lens that we can choose whether to see the good or the bad or to interpret whatever we see as good or bad. So we have, so then we become sort of, well, we become the narrator, which of course we are, yeah. So um, I actually am going to have to leave the show. Today. You're going to go to a wedding? Yes. I'm going to go to a wedding. These two people, it. when they look in the mirror, they believe they love each other and <laughs> spend the rest of their lives together. See, now, if I said that, people would think I was judging that they don't really love each other and they just haven't figured that out yet and they're about to make the biggest mistake of their life. But that's not what you're saying at all, is it? No, that's not what I'm saying at all because they believe it and I believe it. And I'm saying it in the concept of our our self-reflection and our self-perception, you know, of being ready to make a commitment and believing I have found the right person and how cool that is. So I was just really making the, um, trying to make a very weak link to the subject today. But no, there really was no, um, I don't have any reason to think they are not going to spend the rest of their lives together. (laughs) Not completely, authentically, bifocal on the spiritual side. Yes, yes. Well, very good. Well, Enjoy, Tracy Brown. I will. And so you might, uh, I mean, you can go anywhere you want with this. <laughs> what strikes me is uh, two questions, one of which is, so what is Leslie's self-reflection about herself, especially when she looks at herself through the eyes of spirit, or to actually take the last 10 minutes and talk about judgment and how that shows up and what that means to you. But we are going to do a show on judgment probably in August based on today's conversation. It's our think tank. Didn't think of it. We're thinking of it. Very good. Very good. (laughs) All right. I'm signing off, and we will be talking next week about mentoring, I think, or something. I don't know. Check the... uh, Check the show file. Blessings in Disguise is next week. Blessings in Disguise. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, talk soon. All right, enjoy the wedding, and we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back and see what I talk about, judgment or my perception of myself.
Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, and this is Leslie, and Tracy Brown is at a wedding, so we're very happy for her, and she asked me the question about self-perception right before she left, and then Tracy Brown always does the switchboard. She's the electronical wizard. She's not the electronical wizard. That's an old-fashioned word for whatever this is that is on the Internet that handles all of the breaks and the comings and the goings, and I thought as I kind of did one piece of music and then said, oh, that's the wrong piece of music, and then, oh, that's still the wrong piece of music. So my self-perception now is, oh, I can't really do this whole kind of thing that takes control of the actual essence of this radio show. So then that talking in my head goes, and that would connect with judgment. And I am absolutely aware that the perception uh, of of myself, of my value, and we didn't really talk about this in, in terms of my value, my sense of my own value comes and goes, ebbs and flows, is on a scale of this story that I'm telling myself instead of seeing the truth of who I am, the value of me as an expression, a pure expression of God expressing and um, if I'm in my story, if I'm judging, if I'm uh, making up a story about the person who doesn't know how to run the switchboard of a radio show, then I am devaluing myself, my essence. And that that uh, I think that happens for me throughout the day. I will take an external circumstance oh, I arrived on time, therefore I have value. Oh, I was late, therefore I don't have value. Oh, I was able to help this friend, I have value. Oh, you know, I didn't bend over and pick up that piece of trash, so I don't have value. It can go pretty much all the external. And I think for me, I can remember years ago when uh, I, in a relationship ended, I remember thinking, now I don't know who I am because I don't have the reflection of this other person's opinion of me to tell me who I am. That my entire perception of myself was wrapped up in, in how they saw me. And thank goodness they have something called Al-Anon, Right? <laughs> That would be the essence of a codependent, that, that that I don't exist unless I'm kind of bouncing off of who you see me as. Uh, my value is dependent on the value that I bring to you. So my self-reflection is literally a reflection off of you. And I think that's, now that I think about that, that term even takes a different term in terms of you know, how is my, you know, what am I looking to get that reflection from? Am I looking to you to reflect who I am? Am I looking to my behavior to reflect who I am? Am I looking at my story to reflect who I am? Or am I looking at God's expression through me to reflect who I am? So I really have so many choices. It's amazing that I can really get up in the day because look at all those choices that I have. I can I can look to you. I can look to my actions. I can look to my story. 
or I can look to the truth. And for me, it's a continuous opportunity to be reminded of the truth of who I am and to reflect from there. Um, I, I talk a lot about working in the Dallas County Women's Jail and the uh, new jail is set up in pods so the women live, um, 64 women live together in an open pod with no doors, um, bunk beds. There's no doors to the restrooms or the showers and there's an open day room below and then there's um, two layers, you know, an upstairs, downstairs to, to the bunks, but it's all open space. It's probably... I don't know, half the size of the football field. I mean, it's a big space. It's 64 women. It's not a huge space, but 64 women in, in, in a space. And when, even in perfect circumstances, putting 64 women in one space is fraught with the opportunity for, for um, you know, emotional upset. But coming and going, new women coming and going all of the time, it creates this kind of energetic field and I can I can tell you every day at some point I will say to one of the women when she's saying to me this is just terrible I just can't stand it anymore you know I these people these other women this this environment is just too much for me I will say to them it's how you see it you can control how you see it you can as you know, the worst thing that's ever happened and it's just going to continue to be the worst thing that's ever happened or you can see it as an opportunity to change. You can see it as an opportunity to get to know new people. You can see it as an opportunity to see how you respond to situations like this, it, you know, and to reflect back to them that their story is not the truth. So I'm constantly reflecting back saying, you know, your story is not the the truth and so I have to reflect back to myself as well that my story is not necessarily my truth my story may be in alignment with the essence of God expressing through me and, it's, and, and, and I may be seeing it in that way or I may not and if I'm in any kind of discord or feeling of dis-ease then I'm certainly not seeing it. I'm not reflecting it as the truth of who I am. So that'll be my thought for the day, to try to stay in the bifocal view of God expressing through me, however much I weigh, whether I pick up the trash, whether or not I have a partner, whether or not I have anybody reflecting back to me. You know, my essence is the truth of God expressing as me. God expressing as you. So there we go. Tracy Brown, I hope you're having a great wedding. Everybody's having a great day, and we will see you next week.